Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. (laughs) Hello there and welcome back to our random bullshit stupidity that is taken off air where I currently look like a rabbi thanks to the hat that I am wearing. Uh, Jordan is looking lovely in his hoodie and has a topic for us this week, which we can get to. And Stefan is Stefan looking down on the world upon us. Upon the mere moles. <laughs> yes. <Peasants>. So, <laughs> uh, we don't have a Jay again this week. He's busy at work because we all work and have normal lives, unfortunately. Uh, we, are la- we-, we are being let out to play. Unfortunately, we have lives. What's that? Speak for yourself. I mean, when we What's started that? the podcast, we didn't really have lives, so, you know. When we started the podcast... Well, and nothing's changed. Then. When we started the podcast, COVID <laughs> wasn't a thing either. That's true, and then we took like a year's break. So I just have me hat like that. There we go. I don't know what's going on right now with your headwear. It's because it's not technically headwear. It's like a... It's like a one of those masks that thing. you have round your neck that you put over your head, a, so, snood, a snood or something, I don't know. Snood! Snood, why did you say it like that? Snood. I don't know. A snood. It's because <laughs> I've got it like this on my head, and I look like a Jewish pastor, so I have to say everything with sh, because it's shalom. Stefan! Stefan, can you remember when Czech Tio wore a snood? Yes. <laughs> and they got yeah, banned God. football. Right. <laughs> These two have bets. The things that ha- these two have bets on the football because the idiots. Mine's a free bet. I don't. I, haven't cut it. I don't lose any money if I lose. <laughs> Mine's only for two fifty. <laughs> I, I'm my look, good luck goes on horses. I won Cheltenham and the national this year. Yeah, but how much did you I win? win but I got money back off that. Right, I won six hundred and twenty yard on Cheltenham, and then thirty yard quid on the national. And where did all that money go? Up your arse to the left. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Back on bets that he lost. <laughs> I am going to start with the first topic, which I think will be a little bit of an inside joke, because we have sort of been talking about it for the past five minutes, but not really. It's just like a hint. It's, and it's it is actually Indonesians. about bamboo. Oh, bamboo. Oh, I never knew you were going to talk about bamboo. Because we were filing something, so... <laughs> So, to, doing... to be re- to be revealed in the near future. <laughs> yes, because we have we. Where did you say that as a German? We way? do have plans and stuff. Because it is a tribute to the German. The German. It is because it is the Germans' plans. So it is a tribute to the Germans that the near future will be coming from him. Oh, it was my plan, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm sitting all confused about what's going on. I was the one that suggested it. <laughs> Stefan, sometimes we think you were born confused. Uh, oh, what was? Maybe. I can't remember. Right. <laughs> Can anybody guess how many kilometres no. per hour this Six. bamboo grows? 110. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> fucking amazed at that. <laughs> it's like a Formula One car. Yeah. Show us. Dear Russian leader, show me the money. It is 0.00003 of a kilometre. It's basically 
Wow. Uh, this is show, show. It's the official world record for bamboo plant. It's a bam. If anybody wants to read up on it, it's a bamboo called. I had it up. Do I still have it up? Be my bamboo. That's bamboo. private, and I don't want to know. Bamboo. Uh, I'm not too sure if it was scientifically created because it looks like it's been made as a sort of hybrid. Bema species. It is. It is. uh, It was created in the United Kingdom, so it can grow here. So I'm highly tempted to grow it, Uh, and it's. it's a certain species of the 45 genera of bamboo, which have been found to grow at up to 91 centimetres or 35 Mush. inches per day, or at a rate of 0.00002 mile an hour. Uh, according to the RHS Directory of God- Gardening, because apparently there is such a thing, there are approximately 1,000 species society. of bamboos. Bamboo. Bamboos. It says, That's the it says bamboos. Uh, the tallest <laughs> recorded in the tropics was reportedly 40 metres or 130 feet in Europe and in the USA 20 to 30 metres or 65 to 98 feet have been the tallest. So the tropics have much better chances of growing it but it can grow other places. But yeah, the you can get a plant which grows 35 inches per day, which means it is highly sustainable, highly usable, and is used quite a lot in things such as in, well, bamboo's already used quite a lot in places like the Philippines for just about everything. Uh, They use it as a knife to cut off a newborn baby's umbilical cord. And also you I didn't know where you were going. And there. also use bamboo poles to lower <laughs> coffins into the graves when the person dies. Uh, everybody knows of bamboo houses, like it's traditional, you've probably seen it in movies about the Viet Cong and all that sort of stuff. Where it's got it's built with bamboo spits or it's got woven bamboo mats. Um and bamboo shoots are also a nourishing food. Uh and the Philippines itself has 82 species of it. So the Philippines are doing really well Ooh. on the sustainability when using it. But basically, I keep on saying basically, I need to stop saying that. Shut up, Kyle. Um, yes, you basically do. But yes, the I think that we should start using bamboo for more stuff. Growing bamboo and using it for certain things such as utensils and stuff. I already like the idea of like bamboo cutting boards and bamboo utensils and all that sort of stuff. But... I just think it's a really good product that is highly sustainable when it grows at that like quick of a rate. The only issue I've got with it yeah. is if we start making it a popular sustainable thing, we will probably end up paying people £2 an hour to grow it in a foreign country and then ship it all over here and pollute the world more with shipping it than actually if we just left it. So your worry is that we're going to pollute the world growing bamboo. That's your biggest worry about us right now. No, my my worry is in trying to find <laughs> sustainable options, we are polluting the world more because most, well, just, most us as a country. The, I thought you meant us as a company. No, us as a world because right, the okay. issue is that like, whenever something sustainable comes around, 
it's usually sourced from like a, a place where it grows better, like the Philippines, where it, it grows really well, which means shipping it all over the world from there, which is a good idea, but also means pollution. Because you've got ships and planes that'll be flying it and shipping it all over the world, trucks and lorries delivering I think it all I found, over the place. I think I found a website that's got like yeah. shitload of information on Bima Bamboo. Bima Bamboo. Uh, Bima Bamboo is it the monthly agriculture website? It is the Bima Bamboo blogspot. Ah, I can't hear everyone. Everyone's just saying Bima Bamboo. Bima Bamboo. Bamboo. Right. It says here. Um, I can't say it. I can't think of bamboo without thinking of actually bottom, I'll just, the live I'll just show, show bottom. bamboo but, bottom. Whenever someone yeah, it's Jordan. Yes, Jordan. Or would you like me to follow it up while you're reading through? No, no, it's not that. I'm doing work. No, I'm trying to get this to share. Yeah, from what I've seen. Uh, Beamer Bamboo, I don't know if it's been like genetically designed, I think a couple of the articles suggested it was, because it's meant to be like three times the thickness of normal bamboo, which is why it's so sustainable and so like useful in things such as cutlery and bits and pieces like that is, like, as Jordan's shown in the picture, it's three times the thickness of normal bamboo, and it's right, and it's, yeah. and it's not hollow in the middle yeah, and it's fast growing, it can be hollow because the thickness varies, it just sort of depends, but it can be completely sold as well. So it's really sustainable, it's really good. Yeah. I do love the is... idea of using mm. bamboo stuff, like utensils and all this sort of stuff. I love bamboo as a material, I think it's fantastic. Please say this is moving down on the screen. It is moving down, but it hasn't moved for... There we go, now it's moving down a bit. Please click so this... OK on the bit that says this site uses cookies, for God's sake. Click no. There's only okay and learn more, for goodness heaven's sake, please do not click learn, learn more, because you'll be spammed to some terms and conditions page that no, no one reads. You click learn more, and then you re- you reject all cookies because they use them to track you. I'll show you something after. I don't care about people tracking us. They can track us if they want. I'm pretty sure I've already got the bloody CIA, FBI, MI6, police, and all sorts. Oh, it's even so got you the... Know the, you know the... Oh, sorry, I get distracted. It's got the cost of cultivation as well. What's the cost of cultivation? Because I can bet you the British Empire and many other empires. In Bima Bamboo, it. cost of cultivation varies for every year. Ninety thousand to one hundred thousand hours for first two year, and then seventeen thousand to nineteen thousand every year after two year. Bars. Ours. 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 Right. Okay. Uh, does it say what the R stands for? Like what country? Where if it's Indian, it'll be rupees. Rupees. I don't know because it's. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's Indian. It just depends. It could be real. It says here suitable for Indian condition only. What? What if it's in uh, Spain in the past, Kyle? Yeah, exactly. Could be. And then suitable application oh. of Bima bamboo. Bima bamboo <laughs> is biomass for power generation projects. Yes, which I industries. love the I, I love the idea of literally bio Const- generators. Construction and furniture and handicrafts and cottage industries. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it can be used for more than that because that's like 
a tiny bit. It says uh, paper industries, construction, furniture, bits and pieces. It could be used for a lot more than that. I think they've just decided, right, we're going to do the four main ones because it does say construction, furniture and bits like that. It also says Beamer Bamboo is recommended for large-scale plantation, energy plantation for power generation, homestead gardening, garden planting, large reforestation programs, and land reclamation in mines. Sorry, Dick. Yeah, because it, it'll... Waterlogged it'll, areas. Because it'll probably grow in hardy areas and then fertilise the soil for other plants to start growing there. Stefan, you know about plants. Yes, dear. Uh, a little bit. Wood, bamboo... Sorry, I've got a sneeze yeah, going on. Yeah, trees are made of it. No, uh, wood, bamboo... Like, if you... Pl- oh. Does bamboo spread in the... Like, you know how you've got trees that'll... You plant one and then it'll sort of spread itself and eventually, if you give Self-seed. it enough time, make a forest... It's self-spreading, self, self. Yeah. Um. General. It's general. It's generally, generally that is done by self-seeding plants. So plants that will grow, uh, ash trees are the the prime example in this area of where we live. Um. They drop seeds on the floor and then they germinate themselves. Uh, it, in a sense, yes, it will multiply if left over sort devices in nature, as long as the conditions are right. Um, but it's not really through the same process. Yeah, I'm guessing it would be extremely slow because you were saying before this that it, like, is it just one species or is it all the species that only flower every decade or two? No, it's, I don't, I think it's, there are species, so I think it's some species. It's definitely not yeah. all, but I think there's certainly one or two or, or several species of bamboo that flower once every few decades and all over the world at the same time. So scientists don't know how or why, because it doesn't matter what country they're in, what climate they're in, anything. It's just that this bamboo that hasn't flowered for years and all of a sudden everywhere, all at once, all over the world, a flower. And yeah, it's because it's magic. I assume, I assume it's an inbuilt biological. Yeah, I mean, like reaction, if you like. Yeah, inbuilt biological like instructions and like um, yeah. clock and everything. Which makes sense because, like we've said in the past, you've got like the birds with my migratory patterns and stuff like that. Um, there is yeah. actually a shark which sh- it does migrate, but Bite it sense. migrates vertically. So when or flies? No, it 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 dives. I've never seen a shark di- fly. It dives deeper it, when certain times of the year when the waters. I can't remember if it's when the waters heat up or cool. It basically dives deeper, so it migrates. But it just goes deeper instead of going to a different part of the planet, so it's really good. I would assume. Assume. I would. Well, if you go lower, it gets colder. Uh... So I would assume that it probably lives in a in a temperature where, or a part of the ocean where it's a little bit warm for it, so it lives quite far down. Yeah. And I would assume that as it gets colder, maybe it gets too cold for it, and it comes up. Unless it's a shark that likes cold waters, and if it lived where there's usually cold waters, there might be a point where, in the summer or something, where the water's too warm for it, and when the water gets too warm for it, it might go down, because it'll be colder further down. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it's one of the bigger sharks, like a whale shark or something. It's it's a big shark, I know there's but it, it's... Greenland sharks. Have you seen them, Kyle? Yes, I have, yeah. They lived to hundreds of years old. They only discovered properly recently. They live to hundreds of years old. They live exclusively in the Arctic, and they are so slow and docile. 
that they found them literally by like going up and just be like scooting it because they swim so slowly. But that's how they live so long is because they've got such a slow everything, slow heart rate, slow metabolism, slow digestion. Everything is in slow motion for them, so therefore they live to be hundred. I think the one they found was like two hundred and thirty odd year old, doesn't it? Yeah, well, they found sh- they found sharks that are like three hundred years old, and they're absolutely ancient. And people people have just found them like wandering around in bits and pieces. But if Will's here and he's taking the piss out of you already, he is. I know. <laughs> I noticed. Yes, Will. I know. I, I know. Noticed. Bamboo is wood. I also know that when when you see bamboo <laughs> typically in games and stuff, it does have a bit of leaf and all that sort of thing. I was just wondering if it spread the same way as trees where those leaves would fall and then it would grow another bamboo plant or if it has to have some sort of specific thing to do it because I know it wouldn't be like pollination, like an animal would come along and steal it and stuff, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I read it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did have to He's read it. He's a bit it, slow, but he got there. He's going to out you for your shenanigans. Don't worry, I'm not going to read out your project movie. But but no, <laughs> the, the um the yeah, I I find sharks really interesting. I've loved them for years. I do want to go. <laughs> You're going to see it. Active and I don't know why. No, I I do want to go dive in with sharks at some point. And like everybody thinks they're really aggressive. The majority of them are highly docile. There's a couple where you don't really want to get into the water with at certain times. Such as like um I think it's bull sharks, they they will basically just eat anything that's in the way. So if you go to them right, while so... they're feeding if you can you can dive with sharks quite normally and they'll be all peaceful, but if you go to them while they're in the middle of feeding, you've got a good chance of getting bit. <laughs> so uh, like what most I will animals. say is uh the great white shark as portrayed in Jaws gets a lot of bad press. Um, which is uh, Jaws is primarily the reason, to be honest. Yeah, but gets a lot of bad which press. Which is why um, the writer of it set up charities and stuff, and has spent his entire life trying to undo the image he created of them because he thinks the beautiful animals. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. But it's actually bull sharks. Bull sharks attack way more people than yeah uh, great whites, and there's a few reasons for it. First of all, they're a lot more curious, and if you're curious about something, you if you look at something. Right, and maybe if it's, if it smells, you smell it or whatever, and you're not sure what it is. What do you do? You go and investigate, which is what animals do as well. By they doing go and what? Investigate. By doing. What do you do? What do you do? We we would pick it up, but sharks can't, so they bite. They don't have hearts, yeah. so they bite. So it's a test bite. That's why a lot of people get bitten once and don't get bitten again. It's because it's a oh, what's this bite? Oh, that's a person. I don't want to bite that. I don't want to eat that. So then they swim off. Um, uh, the other thing as well is is the whole well-known uh, uh, person. Yeah, yes, we'll lick it. That's Winters. Is <laughs> um, a person from below in the water is just a shape that looks a bit like what could be a seal, and the thrashing about on a surfboard. So it's usually people on some kind of board that gets bitten, rather than somebody just swimming. Although you can't get bitten just bitten if you're just yeah. swimming. But in in movies and that, where this whole a shark will hunt you and hunt you and hunt you, that's very. I don't think it's ever documented, really. No, if it has. It's extremely rare. You do. It's usually just investigation, a little nip. You do statistically have more chance of getting crushed by a vending machine than you do of getting, uh, like attacked by a sharp shark. A sharp? I mean, a sharp shark. A sharp. There are sharp sharks, so you know. More likely, a vending machine falls on you than someone shanks you. Yeah. Can you imagine um, if a shark could shank you? 
The sharp shark shanks you with a sharp object. Imagine if... Um... Um, right, uh, sorry, I was distracted because I'm Googling. Imagine if a shark got bitten by another shark and then done the human thing of pulled the tooth out and make it into a necklace, necklace and then it come across you later on and stabbed you with it. Mm, <laughs> this is the thing. Did you know seals have claws? Yes. Right, are you ready, Kyle? Because there's... When you see... You know how you see pictures of sharks and stuff and they've got claw marks all over them? And people think it's, like, people don't know what it's from. They the wrongfully assume it's from, like, someone fighting it off or things like that. It's literally from a fucking seal. If a shark approaches a seal the wrong way, it's fucked. Are you ready? Yes. Promotion. This has become a shark episode. Yeah. I like it. Right. Oh. The, the odds of being attacked by a shark, right, is one in... Basically, 3.74 million. Yeah. Right. Don't believe uh, the sea. And there's loads of things, so... Uh, there's, a, there's a thing on the market called shark bands. Yeah, it's meant to, uh, it's meant to like, keep them away or something. With, like, a certain scent. Have a guess. Um, but ten things more likely than a shark attack, Right. Number one is, so this is in the United States, so um, in the U.S., it's a, a 320 million people in the U.S., um, 52 provoked shark attacks. So in America, it's 1.625 in a million, right? Yeah, and that's the so American more likely. Yeah, higher odds on a shark attack has been accepted at Harvard, which is six in what, every 100 applicants. Being born with extra fingers or toes. Which yep. is called polydactyl, which is one in five hundred people. Uh, catching a foul ball in a baseball game is one in six hundred and eighty. Uh, living to a hundred years old in a country where ninety percent of its population gets shot before it's fifty—that's quite impressive. You're more likely to live to a hundred than if you're Wait, by isn't it usually? Yeah. Um, but that's being kind, saying that they reach fifty. More like they don't reach like past fifteen. <laughs> you're more likely to be injured by a toilet in America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is apparently. 96.4 in 100. <laughs> so is that what happened to Donald Trump? He got injured by a toilet? Oh, sorry. Sorry, let's start again. In 100,000. There's not 96% of the American population getting injured by toilets, although it wouldn't surprise us. No, it wouldn't surprise yeah, you're me like... either. <laughs> you're more likely to make a hole-in-one on a par-3 as an amateur golfer. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to be hit by an asteroid. Uh... More likely to get struck by lightning. That reminds us of my good friend that I mentioned in the other episodes. Yeah, I will say, there's a saying that I don't like, right? And I've, re- yeah. I've read Americans. stuff, because I'm interested in the subject, I've read stuff with about like marine biologists and all that sort of stuff. Because like, we've talked about the underwater bit, the underwater station and everything that I would love to visit and stuff like that, and I'd love to go diving and things like that. There's a saying that I don't like. And it's when people say hmm. shark infested waters. The sharks fucking live the there if anybody's infesting them at us. Yeah, that's true. But don't they say I that about that. war zones as well? Or, or a crocodile infested river. No, it's a crocodile's house. Don't go in it. Exactly. It's, sure like, it's like saying <laughs> it's like saying, oh, it's fish infested. Well, yeah, because the fish fucking yeah, live it's there. Like when the crocodile goes back in the river, it doesn't go that fucking riverbank's human infested. Yeah. That's literally it. We are the we are the infestation. 
So stop saying this place is shark confess and chill out. Although I will say, I am fine with saying that a fucking jellyfish infested because jellyfish are wankers. I like them, but they can stay the fuck away from us. Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, do you want to know what's more likely to kill? This is what's more likely to kill you than a shark. Everything. So five humans were killed by sharks in 2018. Yes. There was more people killed by accidental poisoning, an air or space accident, a bike accident, boating, cancer, car accident, a champagne cork, <laughs> contracting an infection at a hospital, drowning, eating, excessive cold, falling, fireworks, the flu, heart disease, hunting, die by hunting. Is that when the animal turns on you? I just like, ladder, I just like lo- the fact that you skipped over in the middle <laughs> of that list, eating, as if it was nothing. Cause it... Oh yeah, just is just eating. Yeah, you sort of skipped over. <laughs> you sort of skipped over and focused on the hunting bit. But yeah, more, more people died to... from eating than getting attacked by sharks than being eaten. Uh, a rip current, sun heater exposure, a tornado, a, t- a train crash, or randomly a sandhole collapse. Uh, but the bad thing about that, how many people um, died from sandhole oh, yeah, collapse? Yeah. I don't know, but it just says there's more people. So more than five in 2018 alone. Oh, fuck. Fair <laughs> um, But the sad thing about that is, and this is what puts it into perspective, in the same year that five humans were killed by sharks, 100 million sharks approximately were killed by humans. And that's yeah. about 11,500 every hour yeah. in 2018 alone. So you're right. It's humans infesting waters, not sharks. It is. We are the we are the issue. People can't say our oh, sharks are the issue. They shouldn't be there. We are the issue. Humans are the worst thing to ever happen to just, the planet in general. Just recommendation: anybody who goes out diving with sharks, I'm sure they'll probably tell you this before you do it. But don't try and stroke a fucking shark because it's basically like rubbing your hand across needle. Uh, wait, not needles, but like spikes. It's basically like rubbing your hand across nails in a piece of wood. It, they, their skin uh, is teeth. It is designed to hurt. Where did you rub the shark, Kyle? I want to stroke a shark. Where? You know in films where someone will hold a shark by the fin and use it as like... He's not a <laughs> <laughs> Like, never try that. You either, A, you will rip the sh- bloody fin <laughs> off, or you will lose your fingers. Because it is just Any- pure muscle. I think- and it will Anywho. fuck you up. I think I've worked out why sharks don't want to be stroked by Kyle. Because Kyle's made of teeth. No. I'm not made of teeth. Because he wouldn't answer why he wants to stroke the shark. Sharks are adorable. Because the shark would go the other way when they're seeing Kyle because they go, oh shit, that's Russia. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) When when did I get it? Any country where even the pigeons salute the leader is a fucking good country. (laughs) Pigeons are rats. In, in, in our country, pigeons shit in our leaders, so it's all right. Yeah, true. Exactly, that's better. Uh-huh. <laughs> can't argue with that, Kyle. Yeah, that's very true, I can't. Anyway, Jordan. If a pigeon, yes! if a pigeon saluted Boris Johnson in public, someone would kick the shit out of us. Jordan, you have a topic. And then, yes, if I you do. wish, we can complain about the fact that Boris Johnson somehow spent £58,000 redecorating a fucking flat. Two hundred thousand pound he used actually on of the uh, Tory party's money. He's mm. getting investigated for it. 
but it's got a, it's got an annual yearly budget of thirty thousand pound to do it up, and he went fifty eight thousand. <laughs> he spent an extra fifty eight thousand pound on it, so he sp- he spent like seventy eight thousand pound doing a flat, a flat. I could buy a house for that. Fuck off. Boris doesn't care. Boris is Boris. Anyways. Time to have a bit of a air. Uh, That's John's of... contribution to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Fish off. Boris is Boris. I'm out. <laughs> right, anyways. Man, Mic drop. I found a topic about this might cause a bit of ranty behaviour by Kyle and Stefan here. Ooh, so fun. Oh, how are the hook? Because. Man, How's the ranty one? Man defends decision not to give up a seat on bus for pregnant woman. Right? <sighs> And I've only brought this up because... There is no defence. There is. It is said in the, in the article that it's an established social norm that you give your seat up on a bus for either an old person... Or pregnant Yeah, it's person. called not being yes. a spot. Or a pregnant woman. Exactly. Exactly. It's called being a fucking gentleman. Mind, mind... It's not. It's just called not being a little wanker. Mind, I've found this on buses. If an old person sitting at the front and a pregnant woman comes and there's no front seat, they will not give it up. For the pregnant woman. That's because they're old. They can't stand. Yeah, I've seen an old person try and stand up on a bus. I guarantee they're gonna hit the deck. Yeah. Especially because the bu- I don't know about anywhere else, like in America and shit. But bus drivers in the UK drive like they're Colin McRae, and I don't know how they're always late everywhere because they're always doing ninety-five mile an hour. It's good. They don't stop. It's because they're going round round about three fucking times because they forget which exit's the right one. Well, Will. Plot twist: the one was Hitler. <laughs> I don't think there's a few things wrong with that. Well, nobody knows. <laughs> I don't think Hitler is pregnant or a woman or in America. He may have been a woman. Plot twist. Have... I still plot, think it's a safe assumption that he's not in America. Hitler escaped Germany by having a sex change. <laughs> and then accidentally got pregnant. Please tell me. Someone find. Someone send in a comment or something or one of us has to find... A, that's going to be my task is finding a book or piece of media where Hitler has a sex change to escape Germany. I thought you were going to say fight no, I was going to say, well, if you do that, you're better than the CIA. Anyways, right. <laughs> back, to the art, back to the article and topic thing. It's quite stupid. It's that bad, right? Even his own family give him wrong. Um, well, yeah, of course. So it says, when you're sitting on the public transport, whether it's a bus, tube, or a train, it's established that you give up your seat if an old person gets on, someone with a walking aid, or a pregnant woman. To be fair, the people with walking aids usually sit right at the front and like in the disabled seats, which nobody else. Yeah, sits but in. The, the thing is, due to COVID, you can't do that at the minute. Because... What sit in the disabled seats? Nope, but it's too close to the driver. It's behind the cab. There's a thick wall in between them half the time. Right, this is a re. This is a reaver. Kyle. COVID could go through a wall, but it doesn't attack you if you're in a group of six or less. And if you're and if you're eating or sitting down, so you're safe right now. <laughs> Plus, you've already had it. Completely so, immune so, to COVID, and you made you made COVID stronger. It's your fault. I produced the Russian variant. <laughs> I mean, that's not completely out of the question. It's entirely plausible that you produce the Russian variant. I produced the Russian Italian like it's variant. It's the secret variant they haven't announced yet because they're confused at the fact it's from two countries at once. The Italian variant. Yeah. And, it, and it originated from Wigan. Mm-hmm. 
terrifying. Anyways, but one man has spoken about his decision not to give up his seat for a mother at the bay that got on the bus after he'd finished a long day at work and had sore feet. Oh, diddums. Oh, bless him. The man, Imagine having to get a job and go to work all day. The man took, must be such took, a hard life for him. took to Reddit to get some opinions after saying that his family completely lost their minds when he got home and explained his situation. He went to the place where everybody has an opinion, everybody fights constantly, and he managed to unify people <laughs> against him. He managed to unify Reddit against him, basically. Yeah. It's the one time you thought Reddit's there's one place that anyone's going to possibly agree with us and give us validation, it's going to be Reddit. And they were like, nah, mate, you're a cunt. He, yeah. he, wrote, he wrote about how he's been getting the bus since a car crash, car crash and is waiting to get a new vehicle. In the meantime, he cherishes the time spent sitting on his ride home and doesn't believe he should give up his seat for someone who is carrying a baby because that is her personal choice. Notice what was his personal choice to not buy a car when he got crashed. And notice it doesn't say that he was injured or anything, so he has no reason. So basically, what's happened is uh, he crashed into someone, and then he's either lost his license or he's too lazy to drive, and he's enjoyed being a bum. That's what I got from that. Um, on the Reddit Fred, he, Fred, he wrote. So Re- who's Reddit Fred? I'm confused. I didn't know this character was involved. For Red. He wrote, So last night I'm on the bus and a very heavenly pregnant, so it wasn't even early pregnancy, it was heavenly pregnant. Um, Lady gets on, she looks around for a seat, wanting to find there are no, what, no available ones left. I'm the closest to her, so she starts giving me the imploring eyes. Basically, shift, you twat. Eventually, the woman started talking to the anonymous fella and we assumed as, and we assume asked him for a seat. He continued, I wasn't rude or anything. I just told her, no, I've had a long day and my feet are sore. I don't want to give up my seat. She started crying what a little prick. about how she's a pregnant single mom and told her, I'm sorry. That was her personal choice and she can't expect other people to accommodate her life choices. Okay, so what what if she was uh, sexually assaulted and just ended up pregnant? Yeah. Then that wasn't her choice. Oh, I oh god, it was Britain as well. Also, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. She's heavily pregnant. She's gonna be completely fucked and have a far worse feet than him. Exactly. We and then he went on to say we live in a state where birth control and abortions are free. So I don't know why this should be my problem. All right, well, walking three to so get off the bus, you prick. It's yeah. not my fault she decided to have a baby when she can't afford a car. Buy a bike and cycle. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got maybe, maybe, maybe she just she can't afford a car, but she just didn't pass a test because she's not may- confident enough to may- drive. Maybe, maybe she had a car accident and she's not comfortable driving. Maybe it. This is maybe, all stuff you should consider. Maybe. When you're in, when you're heavily fucking pregnant, it's recommended you don't drive because of if anything happens at the wheel, you will crash and you're putting yourself and the baby at risk. So the bus is the safer okay. option. But Kyle, you'll you like what this old man said to the blo- shouted over to the person. He went. Can you tell me someone went... kicked him off the bus. Hold on. I hope someone kicked him with the cock. The bloke went on to say that an old man shouted over that he was a worthless punk and before ranting about damn millennials. Yes, good man. <laughs> uh, to which the author of the post opted to pretend not to hear. 
Why the fuck not? Start an argument so we can throw you off the bus, please. Upon arriving home, the guy says he told his sister, who flipped the fuck out, before his parents wanted to chew his ass, about his unwillingness to give up the seat. Asking for opinions, one person replied, the whole giving up seats for the pregnant and the elderly thing isn't because they're pregnant and elderly, it's because these particular groups are more likely to fall and suffer serious injury when they do. Someone else yeah. added, you are complaining about having sore feet when her feet probably were hurting worse than yours. Trust me, hers were hurting worse than yours. Exactly. Yep. Uh, another thing is, the way you're talking about her is nasty. You're implying that she should have either not gotten pregnant or had an abortion, which is ridiculous as fuck. You're also applying that she's too poor to be a mother just because she's taking the bus. They went on to say... Maybe she got pregnant and gave up a car to get a health code. Yeah. Maybe it was a conscious decision. The way you're talking and acting about the about the entire situation is ridiculous. You should be entirely ashamed of yourself. Defending you the original be. defending the original poster, another said buses are generally first come, first serve. No one brought bought that seat. Yeah, culturally it may be considered the right thing to do, but there is no obligation. The way actors talked and told the story makes him an a hole, but not the fact that he did not give up the seat. No, okay, all right, so hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to break that down into two different bits. First of all, nobody bought that seat. Okay, well, he didn't buy that seat either, so then he should use his fucking head. It's not like it's cost him anything. He's got on the fucking bus and sat down where there was a free seat. Why can't he just move instead of being a bell end? Uh, and secondly, I don't know about, is this in the US, I'm assuming? It, it said Because if state. it was in the UK, he would have probably been grabbed a hold of and hide off the bus. I think, it, yeah, it was in America. It said state. We live in a state. Yeah, where birth control um, and abortions it, it, are free. Um, on on UK buses at the front where the where the where these seats are, it says there's little plaques on the wall that say these this is priority seating. Uh, please give it up to elderly or disabled, disabled people if needed or something like that. Pe- yeah, it's, so, it's elderly disabled. Yeah, so it yeah. yeah, so it tells you the bus just reminds you don't be a bellend. Yeah, which I think is what the sign should say. Which just I, don't be a twat. Yeah, which I don't think I don't think it's like legally binding or anything. You can't get fucking. It's however, however the, again, the, there ha, there have been cases of bus drivers throwing people off for being a twat. So, yeah. but saying oh, it's just the social norm. No, it's uh, it's the social norm to not kick the shit out of someone, but it doesn't mean if you do it, you can go oh, well, <laughs> You know, I just thought it'd be a bit different. Kyle, yeah. you like this? I've just seen another article where it's not about like. Man not given these up. Man's banned from Tinder after someone reported him for ba- for putting a picture of Baby Yoda on Tinder. What? <laughs> Out of everything that would get someone banned from Tinder, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I thought John said Twitter, so I was a bit more confused. Tinder. <laughs> All right. I mean, we got banned from Twitter. Tinder should so... just be banned anyway. No, that was because of a certain picture. Well, us, yes, we yeah. didn't get banned for a certain picture. We got banned because we were us. No, we got banned because of Jay, because of the elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake, Will. What do you put? You can see what he's put. Um, so, how'd this oh, guy God, get banned Will. from Tinder, Jordan? how do he get oh. banned? Like, what's the... What is the thought process behind all this? 
Right. So, this was uh, last year. Man banned from Tinder after someone reported him for Baby Yoda photo. So, when it comes to putting yourself out there in the world of online dating, the first obstacle for many people is how to handle your all-important picture collection. But um, So, does that come off as too forward, too jokey, too serious? No. Do I look like I can't have fun? Glasses versus no glasses. You get the idea. But what about Baby Yoda or no Baby Yoda? Well, Carter Hambly found out the hard way that it's probably best to leave out that little fella. Especially, <laughs> especially on Tinder. <laughs> Carter, a comedian living in Chicago, posted an innocent picture of himself with an image of the much-loved Star Wars character edited to appear on his lap. When the 21-year-old matched with someone, they wrote, asked, where did you get the Yoda doll? That, where did you get that Yoda doll? Carter explained that it was just photoshopped to which the person responded, no, not the photo, I mean the Yoda doll. Once again, he tried to point out that it wasn't an actual doll before trying to strike up a conversation asking the other person what films they were into besides Star Wars, presumably. And the, there is basically a chat, a picture of the chat that he was having. So obviously it says, where did you get that Yoda doll? And that's when he put, oh, it's just photoshopped. No, not the photo, I mean the Yoda doll. So he put, yeah, it's not a doll, unfortunately. Anyways, what kind of movies do you like besides Star Wars, presumably? So he put, then the person replied, so you just put a fake image on your profile. That's literally the definition of catfishing. You're a liar. I mean, it's a fucking picture of you. <laughs> I mean, not what unless the you think you're chatting up Yoda. <laughs> not unless they thought they were genuinely chatting up Baby Yoda, in which case I worry for them. I mean, they were yeah. Up, they were chatting up Grogu. That would be one hell of a weird fucking just... I've been catfished. Why? They used a picture of Baby Yoda. That's your own fucking fault. <laughs> There's no way you can say you're being catfished by a picture of Baby Yoda. I'm convinced that's stupid is contagious. Right. Because it's definitely multiplied. There yeah. Is, uh... I've got something Basically, to do. I've got a topic to do with stupidity as well, to be honest. Oh, I fear. Yeah. I'll let Jordan well, there's, quite a, there's quite a few out there. That's polite of you. Anyways. Uh, okay, I'll carry on. I'll try and find some more stuff. Right, okay. Um, this is... Uh, you know how some people are obsessed with learning languages? They're, they'll learn like 10, la- 10 languages, 12, 13, 14. They'll obsess doing it. And like they're really good at it. Um... There is a scientific thing called language deprivation, which is not recommended to anyone, by the way. Um, But it's been it's been being attempted since four hundred and eighty B B E basically. B E B E B C E. It just says B E. Oh, you know, you might know it. Two hundred years before Herodotus. Uh, who was an Egyptian pharaoh? Yes. <laughs> so, but but basically, like it's been done for years. There's been loads of experiments. One of the most notable ones Ooh, is Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II, Frederick, who decided to name? do experiments in the 13th century. 
he was extremely interested in natural language, like languages and how they form and how they work, and how languages have managed to evolve. So he saw, I think it was six or seven young infants raised without any human interaction at all in an attempt to determine if there was a natural language that the human race would speak that they might demonstrate once their voices matured. So he was basically saying if with no interaction with any other actual human languages, if there is a natural human language that we default to, and some record, okay. some records claim that he was seeking to, to discover what language might have been imparted into Adam and Eve by God, because he was highly religious. Okay. Uh, uh, first, can I just stop you there before you go any further? Yes. Right. First of all, um, a baby. Okay, three things. Uh, the first is when you said language deprivation. I was like, I've heard like sleep deprivation and <coughs> things, like studies and stuff. So, yep. how is it language deprivation? How do you take away someone's language? Well, I get you now. Uh, secondly, is that babies cry in accents, and you would babies can hear in the womb. So they would pick up language cues from there. They might not necessarily the, the, learn how to speak. It was, it was the 13th century, so they had no idea about all that. They just assumed that a baby learned the language it was it heard while it was learn while it was growing up. That's true. Well, accents on language. That's true. And yeah, but, but they do hear voices and stuff. But more importantly, deaf people. What? Deaf people. If if you're born deaf, you can't hear anything. Eh? And you they don't you don't speak. You learn sign language. And if you've heard somebody that's deaf their whole life try and speak, they kind of they can't really say words or they can't pronounce things properly. Yeah, it's they can't. So they can't move surely the, deaf they people can't are move the clue. The tongue in the correct way because it's never been trained to move in that sort of way. So it always sounds a little bit off. No offense to deaf people, but if you've been deaf all your life, I don't know if you'll know. But I'm assuming someone probably told you or you've realised at some point. But the sounds because your muscle memory isn't there compared to other people unless you really train it hard, which some people do, and I, I really appreciate the people that do because fucking well done because it takes effort. But like your tongue requires training to learn your language and everything; it has to move in a certain way. Our... It's it's like how I would struggle to learn motion because I never grew up having to roll my R's, so I struggle rolling my R's, which means I would struggle with some phrases that are in motion because they have the rolling R sound. Yeah, right, okay, right. Uh, I'll and deal will with there the subtitles? <laughs> or, or... Uh, there are deaf, <laughs> deaf people aren't going to be listening to this. Well, technically, no, not if they're deaf because they can't listen to this, but they can still follow along with subtitles, as Kyle said. And that doesn't matter. The whole point was, so you want to see if you, if you didn't hear a voice your entire life, would you sort of magically learn a language? The answer is no, because otherwise deaf people would all speak the same language. Yeah, that, that's speak. the thing. It would be, it would be uh, had you create, your, would they create their own language? Would it be like, did humans have a natural language that they would default to if the, there was no interference? You, no. Uh, and the other thing, Kyle, is that you said uh, the, the way um, it's muscle memory and stuff like that. It's not necessarily that. Like, deaf people could learn how to speak English. A lot of them do. But the reason they don't make the right sounds or it doesn't sound right to, to us necessarily, to somebody who can hear, is because you learn how to... You can learn basic words and how the structure and how to move your mouth to make sounds. Yeah. But the only way that you fine-tune that and get it to sound English, like how we're speaking now, exactly spot on, is by hearing yourself. 
you hear your own voice. So if you can't hear your own voice, you can't know how to make yeah. that exact sound. Um, Will's asked the all-important all, question, which is, what happened to the babies? They all died. Um, they all died because they couldn't ask for food. No. Uh, the reason they died is, in fact, that... Uh, so they did die then. <laughs> yeah, they did die. Um, the experiment they were executed the ex- because they wouldn't. <laughs> the experiments were recorded by the monk Salambine de Adam in his chronicles, who was generally extremely negative about Frederick II. Uh, the Chronicle is a negative newspaper. He, he was apparently portraying his calamities as parallel to the biblical plagues in the twelve calamities of Emperor Frederick II. So it's literally a book saying he had twelve calamities. Uh, he wrote that Frederick encouraged foster mothers and nurses to suckle and bathe and wash the children, but in no ways to prattle or speak with them, for he so, would have learned whether they would speak the Hebrew language, which he took to have, be, have been the first, or Greek or Latin or Arabic, or perhaps the tongue of the parents of whom they had been born. But he laboured in vain. Because, he labelled. <laughs> because the children could not live without clapping without like hand clapping and gestures and sort of hearing voices and communication and all that sort of stuff Um, and basically the children died because they didn't have the human interaction that humans need to survive, they didn't have any of that human interaction, it was basically like they were treated like animals because they were just fed and bathed and that's it like no interaction or anything ever and so the ba- what they didn't realise back then was that babies require human interaction in order to survive, just like animals do, like puppies and kittens and so like that. They require interaction with things and people and like sounds and everything just to be able to grow and live. And so the babies unfortunately passed away. Um, but apparently James the Fourth of Scotland. A long, a long time after Frederick II's experiment, because people have done it throughout history, uh, F- James was said to have sent two children to be raised by a mute woman isolated on the island of Inchkeith to determine if language was learned or innate. The children were reported to have spoken good Hebrew, but historians were sceptical of these claims soon after they were made. <clears throat> What? Oh, right. So, uh, again, the clues deaf people. Yeah, basically, you don't just magically learn a language without actually learning, hearing, and conversing the, in a language. This is the thing, though, because back then, if you were deaf, um, I feel like it would would have been a case of like nobody would have noticed or really paid that much attention. Like a lot of the time, in like history records and stuff, deaf people were sometimes just seen as like a hindrance or like. People wouldn't pay attention to them because they couldn't like <laughs> talk back or anything. So I know, I know you say, I know you started with at the time, but just the the sentence, yeah, deaf people were seen as like a hindrance. <laughs> yeah, it's because the um, in history, despite the fact that like we've sort of gone backwards with discrimination and stuff. To be honest, because mm. we're making all. If you look at, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to jump to like the different topic of like discrimination here, and oh, I'm sorry, everybody, but we have we've made steps forward. That's good. Was it a genuine we are, apology? We are making steps towards equality for like the different sexes, the different races, all that sort of stuff. 
the issue the issue is that we have legitimately gone backwards because if you look at the historical records of places such as the Holy Roman Empire, yes, they did stupid shit like this, but at the same time, they certainly built better. Roads. At the same time, they did not discriminate between black people and white people. They did not discriminate between if you were gay or straight or lesbian or anything like that. You could be whatever the fuck you wanted. They didn't give a shit as long as you as long as you were all white. You're okay. Even disabilities, I mean, they found ways around thing, like things with disabilities. Even fucking pirates found ways around disabilities by slamming on a fucking peg leg. Right. First of all, you've been reading too many children's books. Not about the Romans. The, 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 the Romans is literally a historical well, yeah. fact. You're right, because the Romans can be discriminated because it doesn't matter who's black, white, disabled, or gay when everyone's slaves. Well, no, there's there's the thing. Like, there were <laughs> there were cases of black generals in the Holy Roman Empire. There was even I can't remember if he was actually an emperor or if it was just someone who was really close to an emperor. But there was someone who was of color. <laughs> From Africa, it was very close to. He, it was either very close to an emperor or he was an emperor. I could be wrong, but I highly doubt he was an emperor. Uh, I'm trying to see if I've still got the the topic because I did actually have the topic. It's somewhere I'll have to search. I'll have to search for it. But yeah, they are. They didn't discriminate in any sort of way, like we sort of do nowadays, and they did actually have black generals in the army and things like that. And the whole thing of black people were slaves, everybody was slaves, it didn't matter. That's what I was saying, yeah. And it's like, some people go back and say, oh, but they have the term, they had the term Africanus, but the thing, like... The thing people don't realise is that that was literally a surname used by people. Generals who served in Africa took on the surname Africanus, and then their soldiers, if they were loyal to him, would often take on that surname themselves. So you could have a hundred Africanus in the same fucking unit. Doesn't mean they were all from Africa, or it doesn't mean they were all black. They would have been mixed in, but it's just because they were in that region, they'd done like a good deed there. So, for instance, there was a general who succeeded in a great battle where he was outnumbered in Africa, so he was granted the surname Africanus as a sort of show of, like, well done, you gain the name of this place, you, like, have earned the right to be called this. And so many many of the soldiers that he took charge of took the name as a show of respect to him to say, we respect you as a great general because you did this great deed. So a lot of Romans would have shared same, the same sort of surnames, or they would have had like caveat surnames attached, just to show respect for different bits and pieces and things like that. That's that's yes, right. It's not to do with Romans or discrimination, but have you ever seen Dexter? No. Yes, I want to, but no, Surprise, I haven't. Motherfucker. There is not. I've found an article that says there's a real life Dexter. Serial killer who killed up to a hundred people. Uh, there was, yes, I think there was. So it says in the article, Dexter is making a return to screens this autumn, much to the delight of fans. 
But did you know there was a real-life Dexter? The much-loved TV series follows Dexter Morgan, a forensic technician who leads to a secret parallel life as a vigilante serial killer, hunting down murderers. But while this may seem like a rather impossible premise, yeah, premise, it actually bears similarities to the story of Pedro Rodriguez Fejelo. Alright, Jordan, maybe keep it for the other project that we're working on. Yes. Yeah, because we are trying to like not do serial killers in this because we do we are, we're working well, on separate projects for serial killers and like murderers and thieves and just criminals in general. Hold on then. So I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move you to something else, which is a conspiracy theory, because conspiracies are always fun. No, they're not. I'm gonna have to save that. Okay. Uh, mm. It's a 1948 conspiracy, uh, and this is the story of a man who d- decided to wear 30 pound three-toed lead shoes and stomped around a Florida beach in the night. The footprints led to people to believe that a 15-foot-tall penguin was roaming their land. Uh, he kept up Wait. the prank for 10 years, visiting different like beaches all around. The hoax wasn't revealed until 40 years later, so he did it for 10 years, just appearing around the beaches wearing these 30-pound three-toed shoes leaving massive footprints like a fucking dinosaur. And then, like, after 10 years, he decided to stop. And it took them another 30 years for them to realise it's a person wearing shoes, not a fucking 15-foot-tall penguin. I mean, the the right, the first clue is that penguins don't reach 15-foot-tall. I think, the second I, I clue think was that... they were probably thinking it was a dinosaur at first, because if you look at the images, it does look oh, like a dinosaur's foot. But I think they then realise dinosaurs don't exist. What's the closest animal in Neither in the normal life that has penguins, Kyle? I know, but it, I think the footprint didn't match anything other than like a penguin foot. If it couldn't be a dinosaur or foot, or a man's boots, which I find I find funny because don't penguins have webbed feet? Like they've yes. got the claws, yes. but don't they have webbing in between the claws? Because this guy's yes. feet that yes. this guy's uh, shoes feet thing that he His was boots using, weren't webbed. Yeah, the boots. The words were made. So they ju- they bo- just left those like boots weren't the... made for walking. Yeah, well, they were made for walking, evidently, on beaches in Florida. But they the only had like the three pronged things, so they were walking around like that. They didn't have the webbing in between. Live so... long and prosper. It was yeah, the three isn't the as a cannibal. We've got an entire episode on that. Yeah. Anyways, I've got an, I've got a topic which isn't to do with what I was talking about before. It's actually. Something to do with royalty, ish. With royalty, ish. Yeah, there was an interview on this morning. Uh, that was forced to be cut because he was claimed to be Prince Charles' secret son, to Camilla. Secret son. No, he's a royal. He's probably got serious. loads of secret sons. He's he's the son of Prince Philip. So come on. There's there's the thing, things with like. <laughs> People going, oh, they've got a secret son, or oh, they've got an illegitimate son, and stuff like that. Royalty usually does. They are royalty. That's kind of what they do. That's how they keep their royal lineage going. Anyways, Alfred. It's so that if the, if the lineage somehow fucks up, the illegitimate son can take over. Look at history. It's fantastic. 
Right, so it says here, Philip Schofield was forced... That's not Riley. ...was forced to cut short a segment on this morning. I mean, he practically is. He turns up on the TV as much. Featuring a man who <laughs> claims to be the secret child of Prince Charles and Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. After someone off-camera shouted a swear word, so they had to cut it short because the person's wife swore. Hold on a second. He said he claimed to be the son of Charles and Camilla. Yeah, when he was when Charles and Camilla were still with... When Charles was with Diana. He wouldn't be... It wouldn't be illegitimate, though. The Queen might be Elizabeth, Elizabeth, but Camilla's definitely a horse. It would have been... It would have been made legitimate because of the fact that... No, because back in the 90s, he was with Diana. He was there with Camilla. Yeah, but as soon as he got with Camilla, it would have been technically made legitimate because then it would be... It's not made legitimate because it was still conceived out of of a relationship. Out of wedlock. His wife's back. I know, but... Like what Diana did with an Indian. Oh, wait, what? It's just all Jordan. <laughs> um, Philip and co-presenter, Hollow Willoughby. I'll not say... Hollow uh, Willoughby. Hollow Willoughby. Hollow Willoughby. Hollow Willoughby. Hollow Willoughby. We're chatting on ITV's flagship morning programme with Simon Charles Dorant Day. Yes, morning what? and the morning via a visual link to Australia, where he lives. Dorant Day, oh. did you just say? Yeah, Dorant Day. Is that a person or a place or what is that? That's a person. That is his full name. <laughs> Who the fuck is what? However, Simon's wife, Iliviana, or Iliviana, could at one stage be heard off-screen shouting and then yelled, "Stop treating in." Indigenous people like shit. Indigenous? Yes. At that stage, Philip was forced to close down the interview, telling Simon, will he leave it there, Simon, unfortunately? To be fair, it hadn't actually exactly been a bed of roses up until that point anyways. The 59-year-old presenter, Schofield, had previously called Durant Day claims that he is the lost child of Prince Charles, a stretch after he had been shown pictures of Simon's children who he says looks like Charles and his mother, Queen Elizabeth. While the questioning so, from Holly... Hold on, hold on. Got big ears. So, was the only proof we had, oh, my children look a little bit like the royalty? Hold on. While the questioning from Holly and Phil remained civil, proceedings started to hot up after royal biographer Robert Jobson was brought on and asked what he thinks about it all. You can probably guess what he thinks, can't you? Robert... Posh. The author of a book called Prince Charles at 70, Our Future King, vehemently dismissed all of Simon's claims, and the pair ended up in a shouting match talking over one another. Things did eventually calm down, and Philip offered the pair the opportunity to answer questions in turn without shouting it over each other. However, that's when Simon's wife decided to have her say, and the interview was terminated. After her interjection, Philip Schofield added, that wasn't very royal, was it? I mean... Right. Royal From enemy. royal, America's most important thing. English? Uh, you know, yeah, so it's not, well, it's not royalty, is it, the president? Well, that's all we're going to move it on to. The, the government of America, because they don't have yes. royalty. So from the most important people in England to the most important people in the US of A. Yes. The Bidens. Um, do you know the Oval Office? Yes. 
is one giant set of scales. Is it? Yes. I can imagine that, but why? So you don't question that it's happening? I don't care why um, it's happening. I just want to know, like, I just want to know why it so is built basic, like that. Um, if so, right? So, um, the Secret Service obviously are protect the president at all times. Yes. Right. Which. Right. So, there's sometimes when they're not allowed in the Oval Office. The, the president doesn't let them like like them in because obviously that's the way he does business every day. He doesn't like them in there all the time. Can you imagine trying to sit in an office with like five guys like fucking suits stand around you waiting for you kind of thing? Um, so obviously they've got to keep an eye on him all the time. But he doesn't. The Oval Office is private. Um, is this going to be some sort of Mission Impossible uh, shit where the, the where it has the weight measured and the tiniest difference and they go bursting in? Yes. The fuck? It's exactly that. So there's sometimes, if there's official events or something, he's got people in there with him, they'll be in there with him. But if, if a lot of the time the president is in the Oval Office exclusively by himself, so the Secret Service, there's two guys just kind of waiting outside the door. Now, their job, they need to know where the president is at all times. So <clears throat> they, he goes in, and they've got a thing where they can see where the pressure sensors, so where everything is, like obviously they know where everything is. They've got pressure sensors and <clears throat> the president's weight, so they know how much he weighs and they know it shows up on that little map thing where he is. And the whole idea is uh, somebody could come through a window and, like, you know, somebody that could somehow get into the White House grounds without anybody knowing could get the Oval Office window and take him out the window. So they need, or something like that, or somebody could break in, somebody could be hiding there, whatever, so they would know if there was two, or if one disappears. If I was a president, I would just move shit that's a similar way to me round and just fuck with them. <laughs> just have it attached to attached to a rope and just stand in one spot and then just, like, have it on top of a cupboard or something then just drop it on. <laughs> but you know the other thing I did learn, right, from this foray, through, um... Through facts the secret and service and shit like that. Yeah, is that the the president, right, so like I said, the, they have to have secret service with them all the time. Now, if they're outside the grounds of the White House, if they're out on doing whatever they do, like normal life, they have to have eight around them, yeah? Yeah. So if they're out in public, they have to have eight secret service people around them. Um. So, and, and that means including if they go for a run, which was a real problem with Bill Clinton because he used to love running. Yeah. I think, so you go out and run all the time. I think Joe Biden does as well. Yeah. Uh, so these guys, and the, the problem is, he's out and he's short, his T-shirt, having a nice morning They're run and stuff, and he suits. does it every day, so he's quite fit. <laughs> They're in suits with bulletproof vests and assault rifles trying to keep up. I mean, I would, I'm assuming if it's, um, if it's Secret Service and they're just protect, protecting him, I'm assuming they wouldn't be carrying assault rifles, it would just be a sidearm. No, they do. And you, they do. You would assume that Have a they look would... to see a president on a run, every one of them has an assault rifle. You would assume that they would be extremely fit, though, because they're usually pulled from, like, the army and stuff, aren't they? They're usually, like, veterans yeah, of still. places that have been, like, in combat, and they're usually meant to be peak fitness type thing. But do you know what that means? That there's some very sweaty suits by the end of the run. No, they're the eight fa- the f- eight fastest people in the world are actually formally banned from ever being president. They can't be president. 
just in case that because if they go if if you were the seventh fast, fastest guy in the world and you decide you 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 and you become president you want to go on a run there's only six people who could actually keep up with you because you're faster than everyone else i'm assuming though if if you're the faster person alive it's usually to do with like sprinting and stuff in which case you can just slow yourself down to a jog which is usually what you do well, on yeah, a run cause... This is the thing because I, I, like, I doubt if... I doubt Usain Bolt. So like Usain Bolt. <laughs> so this is the thing, right? This is the thing. So if you take that, the eighth fastest people in the world. So if if it's literally the eighth fastest people in the world, then you're right. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. He's very fast, but only for like two hundred meters. You can't get up to that much trouble, can you? Is only two hundred meters away? I mean, th- that's not really the whole thing. It's yes, he can do it for two hundred meters, but if he's just going out for like a run, I'm assuming he wouldn't go sprinting off. It would just be like a fitness run type thing of just doing a I jog. I mean, I would fuck with him. It would be hilarious, but that's not the point. Yeah, but the point is, you can't get up that much trouble. You'd either be doing an all pace or you'd be extremely fast for a very short amount of time, so it's irrelevant. Yeah, but what that means is, Mo Farah isn't one of the air fastest people in the world. <laughs> the die of exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> just have the secret service agents die of exhaustion following them <laughs> yeah they don't take shifts I, I, I did learn uh, while watching <laughs> different programs and stuff the secret service yeah. learns something from every president, they change the code names with every president so like yes, it, it's not always just eagle one it changes with every president, they've got different names and stuff But the, the um... so, so, so does that mean when Donald Trump was president he was called Bellend one <laughs> no, I, unofficially, I can't remember what he was called, but someone did actually say what his designation was. In like a, a they were talking about like the whole. I know he just like to be called Porter's forty-five after basically being the forty-fifth president. But the, the um, no, the um, they learn something with every president. You know how they've got the whole thing of the car door has to always be open for the president to get in. Yeah. That wasn't originally always the case. It was because there was an assassination attempt or, like, something happened near a president and the car door wasn't open and a couple of people in the Secret Service died and I think the president himself actually got shot at the time <coughs> because the car door wasn't open so it took the extra time for them to open the door, get him out the way, get him in the car and it caused loads of bother. I was, was going to say, was that JFK, open, but he was already in the car? But oh, they're yeah. very, 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 very heavily modified and armoured them cars as well. Have you ever actually seen what goes yeah, them? Yeah, they, they are. But that's the whole thing of if he could... Like they were saying in the programme, they're heavily modified and they are basically tanks. But if the president can't get into it quickly, it's pointless. Oh, well, if... So they yeah. keep the, that's why there's always a Secret Service agent at the door, keeping the door open and ready. So that if anything happens, the president is thrown in the car and the door is slammed shut and basically made sure it's shut so that nothing can get into it. Which makes sense because, you, like you said, it doesn't matter how well armoured the car is if you can't get into it. It's like you wouldn't go to war and then stand next to a tank. Yeah, because <coughs> I think it was a case of one, the president was coming down a flight of stairs and the door wasn't open yet. And someone started shooting towards them. They took down a service agent who did his job to protect the president, but a stray bullet hit the president. He survived because well, it was just like failed. a flesh wound or a graze or something. He survived, but he had to have surgery and stuff. <laughs> but it was a case. Of I didn't realise he was in the Monty Python sketch. It's but a flesh wound. Yeah, it is but a flesh wound. 
But yeah, he literally got, your bloody leg literally off. president got shot, so they had to re amend the rules. And they do it throughout history and they'll like change certain things because of it. Like Donald Trump, when he yeah. decided not to go in the car, when he decided to walk behind it, they had to create an entirely new rule set just to do that. Because, and apparently, I'm assuming he pissed off all of the Secret Service agents because it was bit, all the training that they've had and all the like stuff that they've trained for immediately thrown out the window because he wants to walk behind the car. To, so that I'm extremely disappointed in America, by the way. Why? Because nobody yeah, shot um... him. Yeah, they've had a lot of good presidents and almost all of them got shot and then that orange bellend gets in charge. Nobody even tries. It's because he's in charge of the bellends that usually shoot people. Yeah, he's in oh, charge of the true. he's in charge of the hillbilly inbreds. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far, Jordan, but yeah. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. <laughs> true. But yeah. Right, um, anyways, do, do you I just wanna laugh? Our services I think our agents so like our services and stuff do the same thing as well. I think we we do trade intel. I'm sure there's things like we'll go and trade yeah, with each do. other, and we'll tra- we'll trade intel. And it's like if an if an event happens in England, America will also start planning for if that event occurs over there and things like that. So you got to learn yeah. from your mistakes. I know, people. I know that special forces train together. They SAS train with like the American special forces and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would assume it would be the same for like top like um, government agents as well. Especially since they yeah. will be like elite, don't you? The best, of the best. Yeah, I'm sure that like they usually are like um, ex SAS and stuff. Anyway, on that they usually plucked from Do the best laugh? of the best of the best. This, yeah. this is how stupid an American is. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, you don't even need to elaborate on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that just sentence right. on its own is fine. Thief with fake gun raided McDonald's, demanding nuggets, but they were only serving breakfast. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to try a look. Yeah. Maybe it was early. The drive-thru queue wasn't as big as he thought. Right. It's not as good to people that robbed a bank with duct tape on the face. Or one person's one person there painted his face with UV light because they thought it would fuck with the security cameras, not realizing people can <laughs> see his face. <laughs> can I please read this yeah. article? It's so funny. Oh, oh no! God. It's not American. It's British. Right, so you're slating Americans, and we're just as stu- well, not us personally, but once you yeah, once you've done this, I've got the case of the best thief in the world. So you're right. doing the worst. I've got the best. A man has been jailed after raiding a McDonald's with a fake gun, demanding to be given some nuggets. Why didn't Rudy he ask for ba- cash or anything? Rudy Batten. Yeah, I know. Imagine going to jail just because you want nine nuggets. Yeah, going to jail. The the your, your room the inmate that you're basically in the same the cell with goes. Oh, so what are you in for? Oh, try to make some nuggets. <laughs> try to steal nine. I try to steal the chicken nugget meal. I wanted nuggets. <laughs> that's something. No, I, even I wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> Don't look at us like that, Stone. Really. <laughs> Ru- Rudy Batten from Gloucestershire had already robbed another takeaway the night before making off with money and some fried chicken. When he tried his luck at a local Mackey's on the 8th of February. Yeah. The 22-year-old went to the branch of the fast food chain in Yate, banishing the fake gun and taking £50, or for you Americans out there, $69. 
from the till before demanding the store manager lead him to the safe. Oh, so he did ask for money and stuff. He wasn't just there for nuggets. He okay, then asked, he then asked for some nuggets, nuggets, but had to settle for a double sausage McMuffin. I like how it says that <laughs> he had to settle for it as if he had a choice. They can't exactly cook the fucking nuggets. They don't have them at that time. I mean, they could uh, have cooked them nuggets. If you if you think you're getting tr- like you're gonna get shot, I'm pretty sure they could have chucked a couple of well, nuggets. That, in they would have had the previous night's batch. Yeah, that's what, it. Depends. Some I don't know if they've got the new like health rules things in where they have to throw away batches if they've been overnight and stuff. Because the restaurant was only serving the breakfast menu, so I take this was pro- probably about like any time before ten. Any time before ten. Well, what time does breakfast actually start? Ten. Because obviously it's twenty-four hours McDonald's. No, br- breakfast end. Breakfast ends at ten a.m. I think. Yeah, and doesn't it start at six a.m.? And it starts at like it start. No, yeah, I think it starts at like five. Yeah, it's six. It was between six and ten a.m. So he picked his time frame. Uh, a red tin contained £250 in notes and two floating float bags containing £100 each and a bag of coins were taken during the theft. The incident caused nearby Ridge Junior School to go into... Uh, what the frick? Oh, yeah, right. The incident caused nearby Ridge Junior School to go into lockdown after terrified parents called the school reports of a gunman on the loose. I like how the bit that confused is that if someone tried to rob a McDonald's and a school went into, into lockdown. It's like, yeah, there's a gunman in the area. I think everywhere would have gone into lockdown. Well, sometimes you just default into your American mindset. <laughs> there's a gunman, there's a gunman, gunman on the street. Protect oh. the schools. Uh, as a result yeah. of the raids, the hapless criminal was sentenced to six years in prison. Cut six years in prison for Tretnik Nuggets. I mean, he did. Nick, I would he... go into McDonald's the next day. I would go into McDonald's the next play. Uh, the next day, playing smooth criminal. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, he did get money, so it's not too bad. Right, I'm uh, going to. So... I'm going to tell you about the best criminal. Uh... Go ahead. Who works for the KGB? Oh, of course. Uh, this is a a KGB agent who. Shipped a Sidewinder missile by mail to Moscow. Sidewinder. Sidewinder, Sidewinder, Sidewinder. Uh, Hold on, how do you mail a missile? This is the fantastic thing. Hold on, missiles fly. This is the beautiful thing. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a beautiful thing. The Soviet-made R3S air-to-air missile is a copy of Mm. the AIM-9B Sidewinder, originally developed and manufactured in the US. How it came to be isn't so well known for one specific reason. Involved the mail. The story began in 1958. The Communist People's Republic of China was preparing to invade the US, the US-backed uh, Republic of China, a.k.a. Taiwan. Uh, in the course yeah. of related operations, the People's Liberation Army Air Force received the order to establish air superiority over several islands close to mainland China, still held by Taiwan's nationalists. Uh, 
When they were helping everything, the United States helped re-equip several squadrons of the Republic of China Air Force with North American F-86F F-86F Sabre fighter jets. Go on, Kyle. Which have the side window underneath, I believe. Um, when they took to the skies, fierce clashes ensued because although outnumbered, Taiwanese pilots achieved a positive kill-to-loss ratio, but they found no solution for reaching the PLAAFs. They like talking about the fucking People's Liberation Federation thingy. Basically, the MiGs, when these, operat- when these operated at their maximum ceiling, they couldn't reach them, basically. Um, yeah, because makes fly quite high. They're a little stubby. Things. Yeah. Uh, correspondingly, the Pentagon decided to equip some of the F-86s with its brand new missiles, the Sidewinder. The Americans <clears> took 40 of them and 40 launching rails uh, down to them. Uh, once there, the team jury-rigged 20 Taiwanese sabers with them. Uh, while an improvisation in every sense of the, the word, the installation worked, and at least four of the sidewinner armed sabers saw combat. Uh, I'm going to skip a lot of stuff, but basically one of the MiGs hit by sidewinders survived the clash and returned to base with the missile still embedded in its fuselage. The Chinese carefully dismantled the weapon, which had failed to detonate and quickly forwarded it to the USSR for further analysis. Once in the USSR, the captured Sidewinder was shown to the government design team, led by Ivan Toropov. In the words of one of the Russian engineers, it represented a university of of missile design for them. Uh, And they started to launch their own production after reverse engineering it. the, The way that it got to the fucking USSR, the way that the KGB managed to acquire this fucking shit is by the mail. Uh, exploiting thick fog and careless guards, Manfred Raminger, a KGB agent in West Germany, entered Newburgh Air Base uh, together with his Polish driver and German F-104 star, starfighter pilot. He stole an operational AIM-9 from the local ammunition depot and transported it down the entire runway on a wheelbarrow to his Mercedes <laughs> sedan parked outside the base. So he went into a military base with a wheelbarrow, with a wheelbarrow. nicked a missile, <laughs> wheeled it outside of the with base, a wheelbarrow and, and a put it driver. into a Mercedes. Uh, it says oh, the 2.9-meter-long yes. missile proved unwieldy. Just a bit. Uh, he broke the rear window and covered the protruding part with carpet in order to not attract attention to the police. He then marked the protrusion with a piece of red cloth whoa, 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 as required whoa. by the law. Hold on, whoa, 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 right, hold on. He, he, he smashed the back window. Yeah, because it wouldn't and fit then in the car. It in carpet, and then wrapped it in carpet so as not to alert the police because when the police see somebody with a roll of carpet sticking out their rear window, they're going to think, oh, that's fine. Yeah. He could have just opened the booth, but he smashed the window to put the carpet in. And the best part is, apparently there was a law saying you had to have a bit of red cloth on it as, like, a warning that it's there. So he put a red cloth on the end yeah, and the followed s- the law. <laughs> the same as us. You're meant to put a rod yeah. if you have, like, ladders hanging over the back of a car or something. Uh, he reached his home in Crefield without any disturbance. 
He then patiently dismantled the sidewinder. He kept the fuse for himself and personally handed it over to his KGB contact. Finally, he packed all the pieces into a <coughs> box and then brought it to the nearest post office from where he shipped it by airmail directly to Moscow. In order to avoid any problems with the German or Soviet customs, he declared the content of the parcel as being low-grade export, and due to the weight of the parcel, it charged him $79. I was going to say, I don't know about the post over there, but the way it fucking is in England, who cost you a fortune? It... The post a dismantled missile. Do you want to hear the journey this parcel took? It went from Frankfurt via Paris to Copenhagen, then back to Dusseldorf, before finally on, reach, so reaching all, Moscow. Ten days so late. Away, so, yeah, so, well, I'm not surprised. It started by going away from Russia. Yeah, it went out of Russia, into Germany, and then back into Russia. No, it what? No, he posted it from Germany, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he posted it from Frankfurt, yeah. Yeah, but it went out, it went the other way. It yeah. went to France first, then it came back, it went, then went to Russia. Yeah. But yeah, it arrived 10 days late. I just love the fact that a spy managed to sneak into a base with a wheelbarrow, steal it, drive away in a Mercedes with it, and then post it via the po- via the mail, and then the mail fucked the, fucked it, nearly fucked it up by being 10 days late because they decided this parcel's going to Russia. Let's go to France. <laughs> that sounds like the Royal Mail to be fair and then charge you, then charge you 70 quid for the fuel yeah <laughs> well 76 pound for the weight Jesus <laughs> yeah if you flew it straight to Russia you wouldn't use as much fuel you bell in yeah and from that genius shall we talk about another genius Stephen Hawking hold, hold a second yes. I, want, I want to interject with something Go for it. This, the new, the generation now, do you know how they're trying to cancel Eminem? Were they? Yeah. Yeah, well, Eminem's hit back. Oh, Kyle, you've got no idea. You know what Eminem, famous for ending people's careers, famous for cancelling people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Eminem has hit well, back. Well, some stuck up teenagers trying to cancel him. Eminem has hit back at Gen Z for trying to cancel him. It's about time. Is Gen Z going to be cancelled? Something happens against Eminem. Something happens against Eminem. Eminem doesn't give a shit for about three months and then he gets bored and goes, that might as well just fucking sort out. Right, so it says, they came for our skinny jeans and they came for our side parts, but when Gen Z TikTok users came for Eminem, it was the last straw for both millennials and the rap god himself. In case you missed it, Gen Z, also known as Zoomers, attempted to cancel 48-year-old Eminem because of his past lyrics. While seemingly being unaware of the hip-hop icon's past savagery, as well as the fact the rapper thrives on stirring the pot. <laughs> More specifically, they took issue with his 2010 banner, Love the Way You Lie. The song he did with Rihanna over the lyrics, If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm going t- I'm, I'm to tie her to the bed and set this house on fire. The reason Which for this I, is, I know, I know for is... that one lyric... I have two questions. One, have they heard the rest of that song? Two, have they ever heard any other Eminem song ever? Three, have they heard any rap song fucking ever? It says here, the reason for this is that they said it glorified toxic relationships and violence against women. Though they clearly didn't research enough to say that Megan Fox, who appeared in the music video for the song, donated her appearance fee to a woman's shelter for domestic violence. 
Rihanna even told Access Hollywood at the time of the song's release, the lyrics were so deep, so beautiful and intense, it's something that I understood, something I connected with. For his part, Eminem also said at the time that he felt it was a, an issue that needed to be addressed. He said, trying to make this tough subject work visually is a challenge, he admitted. It was great to have Rihanna and Megan on board for this. They really brought it and made this video super powerful. If Zoomers are clutching pearls over this line, who knows how they react if they ever listen to Stan or Kim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or most of his... Uh, well, most, almost anything. Almost just, anything. Just any battle, anything um, like that. I mean, one, one of the songs music, that I listen to literally has a lyric of a guy who says he doesn't go any, to anywhere where there's black people without carrying a Desert Eagle 50 cal. I mean, that sounds like a which, which by the way, the guy who raps it is black himself. <laughs> but his his lyrics, it's like a massive collab thing, and one one of his lyrics is basically, um, yeah, it's like a long string, but the whole thing is that he's got Desert Eagle fifty cal with the red beam to keep you in his visual. So he's got laser sighted 50 cal just to make sure you don't do shit around him. So to cut the story short, basically how Eminem hit back was he put, he said in his song, I can't understand a word you say, I'm tone deaf. I think this way I prefer to stay, I'm tone deaf. I won't stop even when my hair turns grey, I'm tone deaf, because they won't stop until they cancel me. Uh... (laughs) I mean, they won't though. You don't cancel Eminem. Eminem cancels you. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, from the genius of Eminem to the genius of Stephen Hawking, uh, apparently there is a there was a rumor that Stephen Hawking would deliberately run over Hawking. the tours of people he didn't like because, of course, you're in a mechanical wheelchair. Why the fuck wouldn't you? <gasps> you moron! What? How much did he get? 85 quid. You absolute moron, Jordan. It was Jordan, mute your mic. Yeah. If he accepts yeah, you your chain working days. He's not got his headphones on, he can't hear. Where's that money? Hey. In my bank account. Any uncrossed Jordan. No. Okay, I'll continue. Jordan, mute your mic if you're having a conversation. You need to mute your mic if you're having a conversation. Especially about losing money. Fuck's sake. Right, go on. Right. Uh... Yeah, so if you've got a mechanical wheelchair, of course it's having to run people's f- toes over. Even if you haven't got a mechanical even if you've just got a normal wheelchair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently someone told him about the rumour and everything. He denied the rumour by stating it was a malicious rumour and I'll run over anyone who repeats it. Because <laughs> why the like fuck it. not? Because he's a badass and no one can tell Stephen Hawking to do shit. Oh, God's sake. I can't even access the thing because Don won those... He has a fucking topic. News websites. Don't make me pay a fucking one pound subscription to read one fucking article because you're pissy. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, My Facebook also isn't updating for some reason, so I can't actually change stuff on my system. Yay! (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Space, because I'm linking into Stephen Hawking because he talks about space and, and like 
reality and the relative theories and all that sort of stuff. Uranus and Neptune, what are they? I know what Uranus is. Other than innuendo. Go on, what are they? Because it's what people um, commonly think they are. What people commonly say they are. It's because it's not a planet. Yeah, where it's... What type? Oh. <laughs> Shall I help you? Gas giant. Well, no, because... Right, yeah, so okay, I was getting confused with Jupiter. So, yeah. No, but isn't isn't Uranus made of ice and rock? Well, that's the thing. Uranus and Neptune, the, the commonly called, like, gas giants and everything because they've got gases and stuff on them, and because there was no real other term for them. But they are... Isn't Jupiter the gas giant? They do actually belong to a separate category of planets called ice giants, and it's because less than 20% of their mass is made up of hydrogen and helium, whereas true gas giants like Jupiter and Saturn are over 90% hydrogen and helium. Kyle, I've just googled Uranus, and it has a timeline, hopefully, on the right-hand side. It says Uranus, planets, blah de blah blah Yes. Uh, Wiggy, Uranus is the seventh planet from the sun. Its name is a reference to the Greek god of the sky, Uranus, who, according to Greek mythology, was grandfather of Zeus, Jupiter, and the father of Cronus, Saturn. Uh, the interior of Uranus is mainly composed of ices and rock. Yep. At its brightest, Uranus is just visible to the unaided eye as a blue-green point of light. It has 27 known moons, most of which are named after literary characters. Then there's a little timeline at the side. 1781, Sir William Herschel observes Uranus. <laughs> it wasn't called Uranus originally either. It was called George or something, didn't we find out? Uh, no. Was that Uranus or was that a no, different no, no, planet? No. But there was a planet that was originally no. called George. Yes, it was me that found that out. And it was, it was going to be called... Uh, it might have been Uranus. It was either Uranus or Pluto uh, was one of them. I think it was with Uranus uh, because we were laughing at the fact that they changed yeah. it from George to Uranus. Du, 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 du. Right, I've, I've googled it. Google and, the good old faithful. Yes, yes, no, yes, it is. It is Uranus. So it was originally going to be called George, named after King George. Yes. Um, and then we decided at the last minute, actually, all the others are named after Greek gods, so we can't really just call one after a king that we're kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you Google Planet George to see, it comes up with George Asda. <laughs> which is not helpful. No, really not. Uh, but apparently in, in 17, 1781, uh, so William Herschel observed Uranus. What did Uranus. you do, bend over we'll and look at Uranus, that's what I've learned today. Uh, is Jupiter the one with the rings around it? Saturn. Yes. Right, because I couldn't remember if it was that planet or something else that I read this about, but those rings will eventually disappear. For the simple reason well, they, of... It's an asteroid belt, isn't it? It's an asteroid belt, but also with the planet's rotation... The way it's rotating and the way the asteroids are rotating and everything, because they're in like a, they're sort of in a symbiosis, but they're not at the same time. The pl- it's one of them is spinning ever so slightly faster than the other. So over the course of millions of years, they are actually getting closer to each other, to the point where the rings will eventually just envelop and land on 
the planet. So it will be a case of its rings will vanish because it will have combined. Mm-hmm. So yeah. eventually, at some point in the future, sense. Jupiter will no longer have those very pretty rings that sort of differentiate it. It will just be a normal round planet like the others, although it might have a few bits of scarring from all the asteroids hitting it. Yeah. Sorry, I was just looking. I, I read something somewhere, which I'm going to find out, about planets and the way they orbit the sun. Is it every planet's getting closer or every planet's getting further away? Because I think, I think there's some sort of fragile equilibrium where we're, we're going one way or the other. We're not in a perfect orbit. Or there's no such thing as a perfect orbit. You're always either travelling a little bit further away or a little bit closer. Well, the Earth's, ax- well, the Earth's axis is off k- tilt anyway. now. What was that, Jordan? Um, the Earth's axis. axis is off a bit. Everybody, no, every, every planet, every planet is though. Like even though I was, even if I was on tilt, even if you're perfectly straight, you're still not going to be able to do a perfect orbit because of different like factors. So you're still always going to be ever so slightly inching away or ever so slightly inching towards it. There's no such thing as being in such a perfect equilibrium that you never move. It's like if you get a human to stand uh... perfectly still. Humans cannot stand perfectly still. Our balance factors and everything don't work like that. So even if you've got someone stood as still as possible, you'll still have them swaying a little bit. You'll still be able to see ever so slightly a little bit of sway in the movement because it's impossible to stand perfectly still without being forced in, like being crushed into a spot. Planets are the same. It's just a larger mass, so it takes longer. Have you been spending a week in in a jungle? No, I haven't been spending a week in the jungle. Why? Man went missing for a week in a ju- jungle after drinking psychedelic tea. I love it. Right, here we go. I found it. Aha. It's really Actually, hard I think it might have been Stefan. It was a German. What? <laughs> there, was a, there was a man who went missing for a week in a jungle after drinking psychedelic tea and he was German. Uh, I can get on board with that. Uh, it sounds fun, honestly. What you found, Stefan? Right, I'll give you the headline. Is that Jupiter is so big, it doesn't actually orbit the sun. The sun orbits it. Kind of, but you have to bear with us on this. So it does still orbit the sun, right? Um... It is huge. It's so big it doesn't exactly order the orbit the sun exactly with two and a half times the centre mass of all the other planets in the solar system combined. It's big enough that the centre of the gravity <clears throat> between the Jupiter and the sun doesn't actually reside inside the sun. Right? So the, the point is that the sun, uh, which I will have a look now, the sun's... Sorry... No, it's fine. So um, I think I know where where you're sort of going because it's so big and because it's like sort such a like weight discrepancy and everything. It's not actually right. The center point is the center of the sun, like all the other planets so, in the solar system. The Barry Center, the Barry Center be, between the Earth and the Sun. So the Barry Center is what they call the it's the center of gravity, basically. Yeah. Right. The Earth's mass is very small. The Sun's mass is a lot bigger. So the sun is almost like the it says the sun is like the head the head of a sledgehammer. 
it's staying put well, mm. when you just swing stuck. round it. Yeah. It's all it's, it's got us on a string and it's spinning us. Um and that's because our centre of mass lies within the centre of the sun. The sun is much, much heavier, so it's like kind of two bits of string together and then pinging us around, it'll just keep going. Yeah. Uh, we're not strong enough to pull the sun away. So the barrier centre is the centre of the sun. Um, now, the thing with that is... Um, I did have it up before. Uh, what 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 the sun's power centre was? I'm sort of demonstrating a very so, basic orbit with this bit of wire, but basically the central point is staying still while everything else is moving around it. Yeah, so yeah, the sun contains all ninety nine point eight six percent of the mass of the solar system. The sun's mass is approximately three hundred and thirty thousand times greater than Earth. It's almost three quarters hydrogen, and the rest is helium. Uh, and the sun is almost a perfect sphere, so. Oh, I did read somewhere as well that the sun is one of the most perfect. If I, I could, I could be wrong. The sun is one of the most perfect spheres in the natural world. Yeah. Because and and way 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 more round than us than than we can make. So if you imagine like a real round thing like a a, a, a ping pong ball is extremely round, but if you made that the size of the sun, tiny little things indents on the surface that we can't see would suddenly be huge mountains yeah so you know even on marbles and things like that like something we would consider perfectly round if you if you scaled it up so the sun apart from the odd solar flares and stuff is actually pretty perfectly round but anyway jupiter is so massive that the center point if if this is the sun the center point's here and we go around it jupiter actually orbits and pulls it out so that the Barry center or the center of mass for the sun when Jupiter's orbiting is actually just above the sun's surface. So it doesn't actually technically order the sun. So it orbits a point around when the a small, sun. Yeah, when a small object orbits a big object in space, the less massive one doesn't really travel in a perfect circle around the larger one. Both objects orbit a combined center of gravity, so it's kind of combined around the both, which is why you get an elliptical orbit. Yeah. In situations we're familiar with, like Earth orbiting the much larger sun, the center of gravity resides so close to the center of the large object that the impact of this phenomenon is negligible, so i.e. we just orbit the sun because the sun has all the mass. Yeah. The bigger object doesn't seem to move, and the smaller one just draws a circle around it. Um, but reality is always more complicated. For example, when the ISS orbits Earth, uh, both the Earth and the space station orbit their combined, the co- combined, combined center of gravity, but it's the center of gravity is so absurdly close to the center of the Earth that the planet's motion around the point is impossible to spot. So the ISS follows a near perfect circle around the whole planet. So it's that the Sun moves, but the ISS moves around it. It doesn't just move there and then crash into Earth as it moves. Yeah. Um, and the same truth holds. So that's the way. Uh, the Sun is uh, so much larger than the Earth, Venus, Mercury, or Saturn that the centers of mass uh, all lie deep within the Sun, almost in the center itself. But with Jupiter, it's so big that the center of mass with the Sun, or the Barry Center, is 1.07 solar radii from the middle of the Sun, or 7% of a Sun radius above mm. the Sun's surface. Uh, so both the Sun and Jupiter orbit, orbit around that point in space. So I will quickly screen share, and there's a little... Uh, little, little diagram. Diagram or figure. I'll quickly screen share with you. There's a, there's a little like gif. There's a little like, and it shows you that 
it actually pulls. It's almost <laughs> like swing. Oh, it's on two axes. It actually pulls the sun slightly off center. So if you imagine we're all circling the sun in a perfect circle, in the same way that the ISS and the moon circle us in a per- well not perfect circle, but in a circle around our mass. But Jupiter's so big that it actually pulls the sun as it goes. You see that little... I don't think I don't think your internet's gonna handle it because you keep on jittering anyway, and we lost your video earlier. We're just getting a grey cube. Oh. It should be alright. Ah, <laughs> well. uh, you can show <laughs> after. Everybody just Google the solar system, basically. God damn it! Google the center of mass for like the sun and everything. Uh, but yeah, well, I'll send you. I'm glad we've been educational. <laughs> For once. Because yeah, we man. are randomly it, it educational every once in a while. Hold on. Are you going to share it with Good. Right. Will we? Will I, we? I'm going to yeah. share it with you, so I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I'm going to share it with you. Will we? Will we? Ah. Nom, 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 nom. I'm nearly oh, asleep. Yeah, Kyle. Anyway, I will. Uh... Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, we've we've been educational for once on little bits and pieces. It's quite nice. Um. It's nearly time for us to actually finish. I believe. We started a quarter two. And yeah. So it's not not too long. Um. So in which case. I'm going to quickly see if I've got anything else to do with this topic, which I think I do, which is in fact... Yes, here it is. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, you know, Sony's, everybody loves a games console. and yes, Some people love it, some people hate it, but PlayStation was one of the best consoles. Was... Well, yeah, because it's like the PlayStation 1, the original PlayStation that I'm on about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. It was originally developed to be an add-on CD-ROM unit for the Super Nintendo. It wasn't even made to be a standalone thing. Oh, yeah, so I heard this, and then basically Sony went rogue, didn't they, because they got pissed off. Sony went rogue because Nintendo announced a partnership with Philips for the CD drive. That was it. One day before the SNES PlayStation was supposed to be announced by Sony. So it wasn't it, it, that it, the LaserDisc thing. They'd been they'd been working with each other to make this to make like the CD drive instead of a cartridge a CD drive um uh, what's it called fucking um uh, console that's the one console. Uh, yeah, so keep going. Th- th- they'd been they'd been working <laughs> Nintendo in place. Sony had been working with each other to try and make a a, a CD controlled um, console instead of a cartridge controlled console. And apparently, Nintendo went behind the back and made a partnership with Philips and announced that they would use the Philips CD drive one day before the SNES PlayStation was going to be announced and so released. So Sony decided, okay, fuck you, we'll just go on my own. And they decided that they've got the CD-ROM and everything, they've made the prototype, let's just release it with her own name. So they did, and it became PlayStation. And I am ever so thankful <laughs> that Sony was a pissy con- company 
because they make fantastic consoles. <laughs> so thank you very much. You just said Sony was a pissy cunt. They were. Company. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Oh, Why not? It's I fantastic. Yeah, Will. I'll, I'll put this in here, Will, and then you may be able to have a look as well. There's a little oh. gif that kind of shows how it works, because I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it kind of pulls the sun's orbit off. Ah. I learned that Sony is a pissycon. It is a pissycon. <laughs> Alan, don't go to McDonald's and try and feed it for nuggets at breakfast time. I mean, I learned that yep. just by not being a social reject, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Basically. Uh, do you know the reason why they decided to move from cartridge to disc? No. Finance? Uh, basically just memory. It's the same reason why discs are getting more, better and better and why like we've got more and more space on memory sticks and stuff compared to the bloody NASA computer. Uh, the cartridge can only could only hold like two megabytes of memory or some of like that sort of range, while a cheap CD-ROM could hold over six hundred. So yeah, the whole thi- the whole thing was basically just keep forward with the times. They realised that games were going to need more memory and everything, so they had to move away from the cartridge. Which, funny enough, the cartridge had a warning on it saying, don't blow into it. It's the most ignored warning in the history of mankind. It is. Well, because it's because the vapour from your breath uh, is moisture, and obviously moisture is bad in electronics, so if you blow into it, you could damage the cartridge. However, it is what everybody did to clean it, and it worked. <laughs> Right. Uh, I think we're going to end it there because by the time we get through sponsors and stuff, it's going to be the quarter two. So I am going to. Will, do you want me to announce our side project and try and get some swing with it? Uh, I'll wait for your response. <laughs> Curl swinging. Uh, while, uh, while I wait for the response, nah. um, the. Nah. <laughs> do not forget to. I'm assuming if you've. If you're watching, you've found one on Facebook. Well done. If you have watched, if you have been listening to us, I'm assuming you found her. Well done. You can also find her on many other places. If you want to find all of those places, simply search takenoffair.com. We have a website which will be doing a makeover at some point. Um, but Jay's in charge of it, and unfortunately, he's busy with work at the minute. So we'll be doing a transformation at some point, but it should have links to everything you should need, Spotify, Apple, Google, just anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, we should be there. It sounds like we're haunting you, we're not, we should just be there. It's also got a link to our merch store where you can you, you can find all the fabulous stuff that we have been wearing and displaying throughout the stream and throughout this recording session. With me and Stefan modelling the t-shirt and Jordan modelling the very comfortable hoodie. We also have hat, we also have caps such as the dad cap and the flat cap. Or snap, snap cap, sorry. Snap merch. Pack. Go have a look. Yes, we have merch. Go have a look. You don't have to buy things to support with though. Simply share with, get with, get your friends listening to it, get your family listening to it, get your fucking dog and cat listening to it, honestly. 
Just get people yeah. listening. That's all you need to do to support all, us. You all don't all have to the social money. links are on our website. Like Hal said, you can um, just Google Take My Fair.com and you should find we're pretty easily. All our socials are linked there, including Patreons, uh, just Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, and the most important thing is to share us and to interact with us. So drop us a message, interact with us, like with stuff. If you enjoy yeah. listening to it and let other people know that we're here. Yeah, that's we, the main we, thing. We do like interaction. So if you want to sling a message, recommend a topic, just like give us some feedback or literally just say hello, please do. It is always welcome. And we will happily sit there and try, we'll try and answer people. Some of what aren't on social media as much as others. I have never accessed the Twitter. I leave that to Jay and Stefan. Because I don't really do Twitter. Not me. Uh, Jordan, it's just that does Twitter, Jordan <laughs> as well, if he can be bothered. Jordan, be yeah. honest. Have you ever accessed our Twitter? Yes, I had as a second account on my Twitter. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, I thought you would have Jay, never So Jay and Jordan's in charge of our Twitter, because we don't have me and Kyle don't do Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you've got more chance of probably getting me to reply on Facebook, honestly. Um, and even then, that's yeah. a chore. Or just like uh, and Will said, Will said we have to keep our side project to another day, but we do have to plug his movie. So go and watch Will's movie, which will be out in cinemas in 2025, where it's revealed that Hitler is actually a pregnant woman. Yeah, Kyle's scrolling to find what movie it was. <laughs> I am scrolling to find the movie. Uh, no, the movie Oh, the is... other one. Sorry, it's the Jaws one. Jaws of the Drones... <laughs> Coming out in 2022, uh, 1st of February 2022 in the USA, it is a horror. Uh, it is apparently going, it doesn't have a... Oh, I thought it the piss. No, it, it, oh, it doesn't have it. any sort of plot or anything oh, awesome. on IMDb, but it is, it is on IMDb if you want to go and have a look. It's literally Jaws of the Drones. It looks quite funny and interesting just from the poster alone. So please go and check it out and support our friend Will, who is working on. Yeah, we will share it on our socials as well because it's okay. Genuinely, sorry, Will. I thought you were messing about in chat. I mean, he was messing about in chat, but he's also being serious. But yes, so. Well, now we have to. He says he hasn't finished writing it, but now he has to go write one about Hitler being a pregnant woman because I plugged that, so he can't let the people down. Will. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Hitler with a Hitler as a pregnant woman. <laughs> Yeah, but we will link Jaws of the Drones. That does awesome. If you, if you, like we said, if you guys want to get in touch, help get in touch. Uh, we do have projects in the work for the future, so keep your eyes out on our social media and all that sort of stuff. Have a look. Just find her, talk to her, do whatever you want. Be you. Thank you very much for listening, yeah, yeah. because that is all that matters, is the fact that you are here listening to us rambling bullshit for two hours straight. How do you do it? How do you you put up with us? Hello, Kyle. Can you see? I can see, yes. Stefan is now advertising it on the screen. So I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for paying attention to three idiots rambling on doing random stupid shit. And for once, I'm actually rambling on. Yes. Uh, go and no, check you out. You didn't realize that, Kyle. What? I know. I know you're looking Will. at Will's Sir Will's thing. <laughs> I look at his, his filmography. He's got three. He's got three films coming out. 
<laughs> no, one's already out. Jackpot. One's, well, one's already out. Is it? Is it already out? Anyway, we need to finish. Enough. We need to finish. Although one is alien vampire <laughs> what? Busters. Alien vampire busters. I like it. Anyway, thank you very much for watching, listening, all that, shit, all that shit. Thank you for putting up with our stupidity and <laughs> us plugging uh, shit. We'll see you all next week, where yes, we hope we'll to see have you, again you next get, week. In, get in t- contact with us. Or, like, just well, enjoy, may... share, like, don't like, but we we'll hope you like her, but you know what I mean. Share, share with your friends. Rick, get everybody stop listening. rambling. Stop rambling. Goodbye. Talk to your friends and family by making them listen to it. That's what Shut you up. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> God damn it. Just a